Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. I have a special guest with me today that I'm very excited to be talking with, and I'm here to introduce you to my husband. And I'm keeping his name anonymous because that's part of recovery is it's anonymous in case you're anonymous. So when we were talking today about what we might talk about together, first, I'll go back just a little bit, which is it's Labor Day weekend. And we just spent the last four days pretty much together the whole time. And as I've said in some episodes previously, we have the same sober date. Uh, We a couple days different, but this level of recovery we've done together and also separate because it has to be your own journey. And it's an entirely different world for us now to be in this situation where we are spending four days together and laughing and having a great time and really enjoying our weekend together. So I was excited to invite you to come and share with me in my podcast and sort of talk a little bit about how we've gotten to this place. Thank you, wife. You're welcome, husband. So we've been married for 26 years and sort of sat at the table earlier and talked about if you were to talk about something, what is really coming up for you or that you would want to share with anybody listening? Well, it was funny because neither one of us could decide who had the actual topic, but something was said that brought forth some thoughts for me. And it was, it was about that initial leap, I guess that, that initial decision to 
take on something new, to have the confidence to journey somewhere that you really don't have an understanding of what it, will, what it looks like. You can't really conceive of it yet, but you're being told. You're being told, oh, it's so much better. Right. And right. so right off the bat, I think that brings up resistance for just about anybody. <laughs> I mean, you know, in a way, like how or, or, dis, or, or disbelief. How, you know, how do I get to this place? I think a lot of people in recovery say that. How do, how do I get what that person has or how do I, how do I get there? It seems daunting. So it made me think of, um, this saying and I cannot, I can't pull up where exactly where it came from, but it was many years back, might even be all the way back time in college. It could go back that far. Somebody said the term suspend your disbelief. Mm. That's kind of a tongue twister or a brain twister. But if you take it kind of li- literally, you're, you're stopping your disbelief or right. you're, you're putting a hold on your disbelief. Right. And uh, that's what came up for me when you, when I thought you, you said something <laughs> <laughs> for the evening's talk. So that's where that, I'm starting from. I love that she said that because I think that one of the things that you said as well was that if someone tells you that it's going to be better, you can't believe it. You can't see it. But when you see somebody living a life that is inspirational to you, it's easier to suspend that disbelief to, to believe in visualizing that the willingness to take a leap. I I, I like the word willingness. That's, that's on because um in in what you just said make made me think that you you can't do it for anybody else and when when you said you see something in somebody else that is desirable or that you want that's the leap of faith i think that's the moment because we can't do it for ourselves even if we don't truly want to right i've right i've had you know family experience and so many experiences actually of loved ones (laughs) and I want it for them and and they don't. Right. You know, I think, you know, one of that hits on the head, something that I think is at the center of what is making our relationship so much better, which is that letting go of what you think the other person or someone else in your life should behaving like or wanting And the more that you and I have let go of what we see for our kids or even what we see for each other as being the better way, there's been a lot of recovery and peace that's come. You know, what's funny is in a way you and I have both done that to much success where it's almost suspend your belief as well, Mm. because we believe we have a better way. Or, you know, want a situation to be different and, and believing a better way for our kids. Right. You know, that's the big one. If you've heard the podcast before, you might know a little bit of the story, but we'll repeat again, which is this is our second time of really doing recovery sobriety in the past. And then as the story is, we separated and in the separation, we both started drinking again. <laughs> and then when we came back together, we found our lives, including trying to, trying to include a life that had moderation of which we both 
are aware that that didn't we work failed. for us. We, we failed. F- we failed at that. Yeah. So the real story is that it was you that was really sick and tired of being sick and tired and came to me and said, I want a different life. I want something different. I hope I can out you here. And because at that point in time, boy, did she like her drink. And <laughs> I was in the depths of it. I was absolutely oh in the depths of it. And that's, that's part of the story of like how I knew what recovery felt like from before. And I knew how good that felt. And still your alcoholic was in charge. In charge. And it was a flip flop because the first time around, I'm the one who never wanted to quit. You, right. You led. Right. That's the beauty, been the beauty of our relationship is we have that push and pull or the seesaw effect that the other person <laughs> all of a sudden engages in the, in the role that we need, hopefully. You were the one that had that, what we were talking about in the very beginning, that piece of what was it that made you want to believe there was something on the other side? Well, I was about, I was about to say that... Uh, Oh man, um, that you're right. I, I was sick and tired and before you were, um, that, that second time around and pretty, pretty convinced. But if you go back, I mean, at that point I was, I was more practiced and I, and I, I, I had a, a, I could conceive of how much better it would be if we quit again. Mm-hmm. But to go back maybe to the beginning of our conversation, uh, the suspending the disbelief, the other way of saying that is believing in something you can't conceive of um, or, or imagine. And wouldn't you know, that's what the definition of faith is, mm-hmm. especially right out of the Bible. Right. You know, when it comes to Jesus and, and, and all, any spiritual faith is believing in something that you can't see, you can't prove, you know, these, these sort of things. And I think it really relates. And yeah. So the second time around, I could see that you and I had a future together if, if we weren't drinking. And the funny thing is, is you weren't going to stay with me and you left because I was drinking and you didn't think we had a future if we were drinking. Right. Right. So we were, we were surrounding that, you know, that, that wagon train like Indians, but not on the same page. <laughs> I think, you know, if, if someone's listening and in the middle of it and, and someone can't tell you, just like we were saying earlier, that one of the lessons that we've really learned is you can want so badly for somebody else to have recovery, to have a healthier life, to see things a different way, to To break through, to break through. And unless they want it, unless they want it, then you can't give it to them. And I think that the journey and the story, but what's the, it, you know, what want, if they want it, oh, the it. And, And I think that's also what we're talking about here because they, they can't conceive it. they, they have, maybe they haven't felt, ever felt sobriety in their entire, entire life. Maybe they haven't ever felt true happiness because it's been the drink, you know, tranquilized all that time. And we, one of the things that I talk about or that we talk about in recoveryoursoul.net is our issue was, was alcohol. But for so many people, it can be anything. It can be anything from sex to shopping to TV to food to a substance 
to your phone. I mean, there's just a million ways to choose to check out and numb yourself from what you're feeling. And addiction is addiction. Compulsion is compulsion. So let's get to the good part. What's the good part? Is that if you have the courage to step into that unknown, Mm -hmm. it takes faith. And that's why the program is spiritually based, which is hard for a lot of people. But you, man, when you get to the other side, which what for us usually took several weeks, if not a couple months, and you start to be like, huh. And in my case, I like to tell the story that it's, it was like a vacuum opening up and funny to go back to college, back in the college days, people would use the term such and such in a vacuum. And I never understood what that meant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what it means is this space opens up. Right, right. This massive space with, with and in some cases, pressurized. And in my case, life just flowed in. I mean, that's what I wish for people is that they get to the place where they look back in the rearview mirror and see how imprisoned they were. Mm. They were, it could be by the substance or their, their own mind or whatever it is, like you said, many different ways. But when you finally breakthrough, when you finally release, when you find a bit of sobriety from whatever, whatever that issue is, the, your, your whole life can, can fill in with, with new and better stuff. Yeah. I love Way it. new and better stuff. I love know. how you said that. I love how you said that. It happened to me, you know, and I think that's why you invited me on. Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, you are an, a remarkable example of how different we are from where we were, you know, in years past, it's not just in our relationship or, or where we both have filled that, that void, that vacuum with much more positive aspects of ourselves. Another thing we can talk about is you and I, and the fact that you said we spent the last four days together. And in the first couple of days, I told you, I said, I want to be your best friend. And you're like, okay, you're my new best friend. And, 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 and <laughs> 26 there, years later. I mean, that's kind of it because, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have a very good experience raising kids and we were drunk for most of all of that time. Mm-hmm. So, duh. And, you know, we, we were at each other and uh, uh, this beautiful thing in the context of us is how we were always compatible, but all, but, but that addiction just made the whole, just blew the whole thing up in so many ways. It just made it thorny. It made it scary. It, we didn't manage our lot. You know, life was completely unmanageable. We didn't manage our finances. We, we couldn't manage our emotions. Yeah. And when you, all of a sudden you go, Hey, wait a minute. First time in our lives where we are ahead in managing our finances. We we're, I'm, I'm like, on the verge of tears because I feel it. Yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, I'm not managing my, hey, I'm managing <laughs> my emotions, but I'm not at, the, at this moment. But so. you have been, you have like one of the things that I see in you that has been such a gift to me to watch is you're managing your emotions. You know, that, that, that piece right now that is in tears is the piece where your heart is so wide open. It's how you always wanted me or what you wanted, not from me, but 
for me. For you. And around you. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think that one of the gifts that we've both really received is the letting go of the outside world, giving us what we thought that we needed to be full. I still, still realize that I have a strong ego, this really strong ego that I had no clue I had chasing a, um, a cool, I don't know, a cool life with, uh, the action shots. Like I've been chasing the athletic, the skateboarding or the surfing or the snowboarding action shot my entire life. Mm. And, uh, I've taken a lot of those shots. Yes. Well, see, that's, what's been so fun recently. And then my son Bodie got me into Instagram. And so now I have this very prolific Instagram (laughs) of a life that I've always, always wanted, you know, Mm -hmm. but I bring this up because of the keeping the ego in check. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I don't know. It's a funny size. It's, it's my little side story because I loved giving up alcohol for all of its benefits. And now I have this incredible life that I'm kind of showing off, you know, in, in the, in, on the internet. And I just need to keep that part of my ego in check now. It's just funny. That is a good thing to keep the ego in check and also to be proud of how far you've come. And at 53, you're pretty impressive with the stuff you do. It's more of a personal portfolio of joy for me than, than, than showing off to the internet though. That's for sure. It's just a community. Yeah. It's a beautiful community of friends. I want to do a whole future podcast about that. It's important for you to be able to celebrate yourself as a human being, you know, that we need to not, there's a difference between ego and celebration. So I would, I would want to take this into one more area, which I think we started talking about, which was, relationships, our relationship, but where I would, if I could go out and preach, you know, to people in, in the right way, it would be, man, if you, if you want your relationships, the way you bring yourself to other people Mm -hmm. to improve by thousandfold, try a little, uh, try a little sobriety, you know, well, in in recovery, the spiritual journey, the spiritual, that spiritual journey, the things that we are doing right now have less to do with not drinking and more to do with, with taking responsibility for our actions, for not thinking that we're in charge of everybody else around us, for, um, being mindful, for being aware, for, trusting our higher power and not thinking that we have to make all the decisions in the world and drinking is, was the byproduct that made us forget. Well, all the things, positive things you just mentioned are what makes the relationships so much sweeter and deeper. Absolutely. And, and what we, a lot of us addicts, alcoholics think is that the, uh, the substances oil the machine and make us so much better. Right. So not true. Such a juke. So not true. I think one of my things that I so appreciate about our new life together is how much kinder and gentler we are, not only with each other, but with ourselves and the people in our lives. And you know where it shows up, which I love, I absolutely love, is we laugh our butts off now. We do laugh a lot. We are, uh, have all of a sudden become this like comedy crew couple. 
I mean, you know, I, I love making you laugh and, and there's this jokester that's coming out, out in me that not in a bad way though. Right. It's like, it's innocent, pretty straightforward, usually kind of, uh, internal jokes. We have a lot of of internal jokes. Yeah. But now we laugh all the time instead of being miserable a lot of the time. And part of that is I think we are taking everything so much less seriously and, and that has come with all this, this work that we've done of not taking everything so personally. Right. For like the four agreements when you love to mention. Yeah. And I see it all around me now where a, a lot of what I pick up on, like my little red flag goes up behind my ear when it can be f- friends, family, or anybody. When I see them, I see their need for control and yeah. I see them describing how something didn't turn out the way they wanted it or how they want it to turn out or any, you know, um, and it's, it, it's a, it's a good moment for me. It, it, it reminds me it's like, and like Deepak Chopra, maybe I think said it in Oprah's book. He's like, life has the rhythm. Go with the flow. Right. Fit into the flow and the rhythm of life. And you will, how does he put it? And you will certainly in an easier path. You will experience, mm-hmm. um, a, uh, a, a success. Right. I'm, I'm looking for a certain word. And that's just it. I just see so many people just going across the grain right. because they, they need the control for some, of something. I think that if, if I was to take one thing and say it is the greatest gift, it's the powerlessness. It's realizing that when you realize that you're powerless over everything in the world, essentially besides yourself, where that can feel like, how can that, how can that be positive? How can that be good? The truth is that the relief that you come to, that you don't have to be in control of everything we have, we're getting close on time, but we had, well, I have a comment with that. Yes. That you also are one who has always said, and to our kids, but always do the best you can. Right. So you still show up and you've said that you do, you, you show up and therein is like kind of the yin yang or that balance that, you know, you can strive for in your spirituality that not to be in control, but to bring yourself to the equation as best you can. I, I love that. And I, and I love that you said that earlier too, because the way that you show up in a situation is going to determine how that goes for you. If you show up in a positive, free flowing mood, it's going to go better than showing up and thinking it needs to go a very particular way or being willing to be of service with an open heart and open mind. Such a better way to flow. Thank you. I'm nodding right now. They can't see you're nodding. I, uh, what a fun, we'll have to do this again. Have a little podcast chat and 20, 26 years of marriage, 28 years together. And my husband was the one that, that wouldn't give up on us. And, and I'm grateful for it because here we are on the other side. As he said, we, he suspended, we suspended our disbelief and believed and had the willingness to believe that there was something better on the other side. And it's hard to even remember two and a half years ago where we were at in comparison to today. So what a blessing. Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. 
Thank you for listening, and I hope this episode offered you tools, guidance, and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. If you'd like some support and encouragement with your soul recovery, book a coaching session with me. When you're ready for change, it's amazing what can be done in just a few sessions. There's never any long-term commitment. This is your personal journey, and I'm just here to be a guide and assist you in connecting with your fullest and happiest self. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net, where you can find more about me, Rev. Rachel, book your spiritual coaching sessions, subscribe to receive email updates, and even listen to some of my original music. We thank you for supporting the production of this podcast by donating on the homepage or subscribing on Apple Podcasts or becoming a Patreon member. When you become a member or a subscriber, you're going to receive an extra bonus episode each week, and your support is really appreciated. By following, subscribing, and reviewing this podcast on your favorite platform, you're helping to spread the Recover Your Soul message. We hope that you will follow us on Instagram and Facebook and even join the private Facebook group to become part of our transformational community. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.